Welcome to another edition of Pillow Talk with Kenzie and Spencer. Kenzie, how was your day today? Spencer, it was um pretty good. Yeah, what could have been better? Well, you see, um, I have this thing where if I feel like I can't eat whatever I want at any given time, whether I need, like, will eat it or not, but if I, like, for whatever reason can't eat something, then I go crazy and, like, just want to eat all day. Mm-hmm. So, tomorrow I have this um, screening called my glucose screening, glucose test, whatever, where I have to limit my sugar intake and my carb intake, which... That's what I was told. If that's wrong, don't come at me. I don't know. (laughs) But the fact that, like, I can't eat as many carbs or sugars and I have to be, like, mindful of that, it's kind of driven me a little mad. And I just, I can't stop thinking about food and, like, what I can't eat. Uh, I'll scoot over. Okay. Sorry about that. Um. But other than that, like... Today's been pretty good. We went to church. Mm-hmm. We hung out a lot. Played we watched, some games. We watched our new favorite show called Kim's Convenience. show is really good. And we're watching the Dodger game. We're up currently. Yeah. All in all, pretty good day, if I do say so myself, with the exception of you not being able to eat what it is that you want to eat at all the times. I know, it's stupid. And then I'm feeling really heartburny right now Ew. and just not the best. Gross. Yeah, I really don't feel very good right now, but <laughs> ultimately Do I really think... wanted to record because we didn't release an episode last week. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Last week we were in Arizona. We were in Arizona, so it was a little harder. Yeah, we just but... got to prepare better, be better podcast hosts and actually make some money doing this thing, huh? Guys, we're trying. (laughs) Yeah, trying so hard. We appreciate all the listens. Trying so hard. But I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you think that... (laughs) Okay, so with your heartburn, you don't eat after 7 because we're typically in bed by 9 and you don't eat 3 hours before bed. Yeah, it's kind of intermittent fasting too though. Like I just like having the hard cut at 7. No, but I feel like... I feel like anytime you like let yourself eat after seven, though, you're like, "Oh my heartburn." Yeah, and I haven't. Like, is that in your mind or? No, it's is real. It... <laughs> like, no, I know that your heartburn I'm not is lying real, about but it. I no, no, no. I don't think you're lying. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make it seem <laughs> like that. I just think it's funny that like, you literally ate forty minutes after seven, and we yeah. are in bed a little bit earlier, but. Like less than an hour. Wow. Sorry, Chris Taylor from the Dodgers just hit a home run. That's pretty exciting. Three-run shot. Let's go, Chris Taylor. Anyway, besides that, no, it really does feel heartburny. I don't feel good. And I haven't in a while because I've done really bad at trying to stick to, like, my actual diet and things this whole week. Ever since we went to Arizona, I've just been way overeating and definitely not getting enough exercise, which is also playing a big role in it, and I need to do that more. Need to get outside and start yeah. working out a little more. Well, now that it's starting to cool down, 
We can go on our daily walks again. <laughs> it's going to be in the 80s all week, but that's cool. Oh. <laughs> so. Friday. Friday will be 82. I think we can swing that one. <laughs> no, I'm probably going to try to get out and actually just exercise on my own this week and not well, make any more excuses for myself. Thursday you have softball, so like... Yeah, that works great. About Thursday or Friday now. <laughs> I'm probably still going to have to worry about Friday, let's be real. Spencer, we're going to go for a walk. Yeah, we'll see. We'll check in next week and see if we actually went on a walk. Who, but who wants to come on a walk with us? Yeah, put that out there to anybody that's actually listening, and hold we're probably going to get some creep. Accountable. Yeah, hold us accountable. Anyway, listen, guys. Okay. Um, here's what I really wanted to talk about tonight, continuing on with this kind of communication-based thing. I think there's one thing that's super hard for men and women to communicate about, (laughs) and it's asking for help. I feel like women are really good about it, especially in our relationship. In our relationship, yeah, I'm good at asking for help. I feel like any other one of our friends that we've talked to, that's been the case. I don't know. Yeah, it has been so far. I've been keeping track. (laughs) Oh, Okay. Yeah, almost every single one of them will tell us that the husband is really bad about it, and they don't like it. Okay. And the woman usually feels a little bit better. And I think it's always that cliche of, like, the family on a trip, the dad's driving, doesn't want to pull over and ask for directions, wants to just figure it out on his own. And the woman's like, no, come on, we can save some time and just be in there with, like, like in that amount of time, you know? Like, just pull over, ask somebody, and we're back on the road, and we're on the right track. Now... I feel like that's just a pretty easy thing, but when it comes to something as serious as employment, I think it can be really helpful to kind of know where you're at as far as asking for help goes and as far as what it is that you want to do. Okay. And that's something that we definitely have been through. Um, And I don't know, I just want to like kind of ask you a little bit more, like what is your opinion as far as asking for help from somebody? Like how do you feel and what's the best way to go about it? I think it depends on what I'm asking for help with. But you want to talk specifically about, like, finances and and employment? Sure. Or do you want it to be broad? I don't know. My heartburn is so bad and I'm getting a really bad headache. Just, uh, well, just start talking. Sit up. Okay, I'll talk. I'm literally sitting up. You aren't. You're a little <laughs> laying down. Okay. You keep breathing and I'll talk about why I like asking <laughs> for help. Mm-hmm. I don't actually know why. But I think for most things, I really am fine asking for help. Um, I have a hard time asking you for help when I think things should just be obvious. (laughs) (laughs) I don't feel like I should have to ask for help. Um, But I am trying to get better at that because I know that you can't read minds, especially mine. Very true. So... Um, I am trying to be better about that, but then I, I think just growing up, like I had so much anxiety and I was so, I don't know, just scared of life, like in school and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I really should have been getting help the whole time I was in school, like from well, maybe not from kindergarten, I don't remember that much, but, like, from elementary school till, like, I graduated college, I should have been better about it, um, but I was just so scared of, like, raising my hand and having the attention on me and, like, having to somehow, like, get words out 
of my mouth. I just didn't know how to do it. And I felt really stupid and dumb because I really was behind in school a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's still a lot of things I don't understand. Like now that I work with elementary school kids, um, I (laughs) like don't know how to do fourth grade math. And that's really frustrating because I should know because I've been through it. But I think just, I don't know, one day something clicked in me. Maybe it was on my mission where I just realized it's a lot easier to ask for help and to (laughs) understand something fully than to sit in it and to just like have my anxiety build and build and build over something that's not even that big of a deal. Like, right. it's easy enough to just be like, oh, hey, I didn't really understand that. Like, would you mind explaining it in a different way or just, like, clarifying it? Or, mm-hmm. like, okay, you said this. Like, I have a question about that. Like, would you mind if I asked you really yeah. quick about that? Yeah. Um. So, that really has helped me in my life. I know that that's still not in regards to, like, finances or whatever. Well, I think it all plays a role. I mean... Yeah, I think it does branch out into that, though. Yeah, because I even remember in the finance class, like, you had no problem, like, sometimes oversharing at times, I feel. (laughs) (laughs) And you still don't have a problem oversharing. But, I mean, uh, you definitely, like, were fine just asking questions and feeling like... Like that, and I like how you pointed out that for you in school, when you weren't asking for help, it was because you were afraid of attention being on you. Whereas I feel like for me, it was really similar. Like it wasn't so much that I cared about attention being on me. Like I never really cared about that. Yeah. But I always felt like things just came naturally easy to me, like math and any other subject. Really, I I was great at in school. Mm-hmm. I just never, I should have applied myself a little bit more, but when something didn't make sense, I felt like, oh, like, that means something's wrong with me, like, I can't go and fix it. Now it's more of a point of, like, pride, I think. Yeah. The Like, if something goes wrong in our apartment, for whatever reason, the last thing I want to do is text the landlord, even though that's, like, literally what we're paying rent for. But it's like, no, like, I'm too prideful for that, and even though I can't actually fix it, like, legally... I, like, I don't know. I just, like, I don't want to bother them. Like, I don't need the help. Like, we can just deal with it. For whatever reason, it's the dumbest thing. And then you're always like, no, like, just text him. And I almost even feel like, fine, just take my phone and text him. Because you've never saved any of our landlord's numbers. (laughs) (laughs) But. Yeah, I think that landlords would just prefer to do work. Work? No, business. With the man of the house. Like, I think that. I don't know. That's kind of how I have the vibe I've gotten from our last couple landlords. Yeah. Um, Sexism, man. I don't know if it's that. <laughs> I just... Who knows? It's whatever. Like, I don't really care. Yeah. But if I were to text our landlord right now and be like, hey, this is Kenzie, like, he wouldn't... I guess I'd have to just specify, like, <laughs> in this apartment or whatever, like, apartment number, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he would have <coughs> no clue who I was, whereas like your number is saved in his phone. Yeah, I don't so know. So he would know like, 
oh, this is Spencer from this place. Like, this is what's wrong, whatever. Yeah. And he'll have a history of, like, things that we have asked for. <laughs> yeah. But, um, well, here's the thing. We're never going to know. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't think you'll text a landlord, even though you would rather just text him and get it taken care of. But here's the big thing. Okay. Um, diving deeper into as far as employment goes, all summer 2019, we really struggled with that in that I had a job and then within an instant, I lost it. And I feel like a lot of people are going through that same thing right now with COVID-19 And I am really grateful that the job that I got after this really crazy experience, like, has worked out so well. And I'm super grateful for it and for the chance that they really did take on me. And I just think that um, when I was going through it, I learned so much. Because it was such a hard summer for me, even though you define it as the best summer of your life. (laughs) (laughs) It was a party for me. (laughs) Yeah, because I was home. Literally all day, just trying to find a job. It was so fun. And there was job search after job search after job search. And the thing is, I did have a great time with Mm -hmm. Kenzie, but I also just had this gnawing pain. Because we weren't in a, like, super great living situation. It was great in that it was free, and my grandma was super generous in helping us out. Once again, it was a good idea to ask for her help as far as that goes. Yeah. But it was hard knowing that, like, we had to get out of there. And that we had to be on our own. We wanted to be independent. Wanted a little more freedom as far as that goes. But I just think that what was difficult for me and the thing I probably learned the most of is that life is really just full of expectations. And, I mean, we put them on ourselves. We have we think that others put them on us, but maybe they don't. And others do put them on us. But they might not be exactly what we think they are. Yeah, I think in a marriage, it's really important to kind of define those expectations. Like right now, the expectation is that I will make enough money to support us after you have our kid, which I'm hoping works out. That's a really hard expectation to meet. And the more I think about it, the more I have like this feeling of failure in the back of my mind or that I'm inadequate and that I can't do it. And I think I went through all of that that last summer and I just, you know, I don't think men talk a lot about their mental health issues or about what's mm-hmm. going on. Because similar, we don't like asking for help as much. And it is kind of, cli- you're not cliche, but we feel like we have that social expectation that maybe we are just supposed to get it or we are just supposed to figure this thing out. When in all honesty, people are out there to help you and you should talk about it. And especially with your spouse or your significant other you should talk about what's going on with you. And I don't think I did a good enough job of that last summer at all. But I really think that we should have sat down and like, actually wrote out our expectations, like what I needed in a job, where I was going to be going, like where it was going to take us, what, like where we wanted to live even, or what you expected of me every single day when I wasn't working, like what I could have done better. Mm-hmm. And ways that we both could have improved. Because the thing is, you get rejection letter after rejection letter after rejection letter, And pretty soon, all you think of yourself is that you're a reject, (laughs) like that something's wrong, no matter how many times you tweak your resume, no matter how many times this happens, no matter like if you think you really deserve a job where I had gone to three interviews with multiple companies and then got rejected. And the only thing they would say is that I didn't have enough experience. And these were entry level positions. Yeah. So I was always just like really down in the dumps and discouraged and felt like I had no way out 
and I felt in that moment that I really did just need to start asking for help, and it did give me a lot more confidence to talk about things, to where I think at the end, and especially taking that finance class and being able to talk more about money openly and kind of express needs in a different way that I hadn't thought of before, everything kind of clicked and things started to really come together, and now we're just trying to keep making and meeting and hopefully exceeding expectations of ourselves. Yeah, so I don't know if we've ever, like, mentioned that finance class on here before, but it was through the church. It was the self-reliance course, personal finance. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really has, like, changed the way we communicate about finances, and um, it's something that we're still applying mm-hmm. literally weekly. Like, yeah, we are able we to talk about, about it today. finances. Yeah. Um, but I have a question. Mm-hmm. So you say that you should have been able, or whatever, that you should have, like, been asking for help throughout that. Yeah. What kind of help would you have wanted or, like, mm-hmm. asked for? Because I feel like you were fairly open with me about how discouraged you were. Yeah. Um, I think it, you probably held it in longer than you should have, but I think that... <laughs> You were open about it, and I knew you were discouraged. Yeah. Um, But, like, what would have helped you in that? Yeah. I think with me and you specifically, I needed to tell you my expectations of myself. Because, one, I was still trying to figure them out. But I think that's one thing, is that I expected a lot more of myself than I could have actually done in that moment. Where I, I didn't have control over the majority of things, right? Yeah. But I wasn't really good about communicating that. So, yeah, I was discouraged. But the hard part is that I wasn't doing anything about it in that sense. That I wasn't expressing my expectation and why it was that I was discouraged. But all I was feeling was self-doubt. Sorry. (laughs) Kind of self-loathing just because, like, I felt like I was failing you and our family all the time, like, with every rejection letter, and I was taking it kind of personally in that sense. Yeah. And so with you, I needed to ask for help and like, just writing out the expectation and, like, knowing what it is that you needed of me so that I was clear on that. <laughs> and then the, we could together make, you know, good decisions and just feel a little bit more, like, buoyed up. But I do know the one, like, with Qualtrics was the worst. Like, that's when I definitely hit that low point. And you did too, and you were crying, and I was crying after it. And at that point, I, like, I really didn't know what we were going to do. And then we came to Logan one day and ended up like really feeling like we should move back up here, and that worked out great. And I actually emailed my boss and essentially asked him for help. That like I was looking for a job. I had had like, an interview with him before and got the job and turned it down for the one that then I lost in Utah County. Yeah. But, I mean, ultimately, it really did work out that he was able to create a position for me, and I'll honestly be forever grateful for that, (laughs) that it has worked out through a pandemic, where I know a lot of people are probably struggling with these same things now. The other thing that I would say is help with networking. I'm a great communicator, but I didn't necessarily know how to job network and how to get help that way. Mm -hmm. And if I could change one thing about it, I really would have used LinkedIn a lot better and try to do that virtual connection and just really try to map out with you once again, like after I had my expectation, where it is that I really saw myself and what it is that I wanted to do. 
and I would have tried to reach out to as many people in that position as possible that held it similarly or are in a higher up position even and I've just tried my best to connect with them so that I could get that help like what they would expect of themselves what they would expect in their job like how they got there just trying to get their story down so that then I could try to replicate it in my own way and make it about me in that sense and our family and just try to have that kind of success so I was really prideful on that, and I was too prideful to network really well, thinking that I could just figure it out. And then, I mean, my uncle got us that part-time job and everything, which was great for the time being until I was able to, you know, get this full-time opportunity and actually start making some money with it, which has been great. But I just think that through it all, if you are out there struggling with this unemployment, one, don't be too prideful to ask for help. And if you are feeling that, try to dig in deeper and find out why it is that you're feeling that pride in the first place and know that other people want you to succeed beyond a shadow of a doubt. Other people want you to succeed and will help you succeed. Number two, if you do have a significant other or a spouse that does depend on you and you are a team, like that income doesn't just go to you, like it goes to your family and it's supposed to help you guys out, be sure to talk about all of this with them and set up good expectations for yourself that you know you can meet and that can be outside the job force or inside it whatever it is that you need set up expectations so that you know what you guys need out of each other and that way you know conflicts will still arise emotions will still arise no matter what job searching and just rejection in general takes a big toll but just do your best to really set that clear expectation so that when you are feeling discouraged It's that much easier to pull yourself out knowing that you can meet an expectation and that it will happen like you have that vision that you can work toward and you really can, you know, meet it. Nobody can meet an unrealistic expectation, so just make it realistic for yourself and follow it and just try to shatter it, honestly. Like, go above and beyond. I think it'll be really surprising. Like, it it will be discouraging. I'm sure most people are really discouraged right now going through it, but... There is light at the end of the tunnel, and if you just keep working and try your best to communicate through it so that you have that open dialogue about your mental health, good things really will work out for you. Okay. Too much? No, it was great. You can say it's too much. It wasn't too much. It was a good pep talk. Was it? Yeah, I just think it's funny that, like... Oh, no, did the game end? Yeah, the game ended. The Dodgers won. Okay, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not been paying attention, clearly. You're paying attention to the conversation now? Like, what were you going to say? Oh. Um, oh, so... <laughs> I just think it's funny, because... Earlier, you had told me that you really wanted to talk about... Asking for help. Mm-hmm. Um, more specifically with, like, unemployment... But I feel like more than that, you've just talked about, like, expectations. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess you think that those really go hand in hand. Yeah, I do, actually. I think everybody has expectations and goals for themselves. I kind of view those maybe one and the same. I don't know if I do. I just feel like, well, I guess you can make a goal to meet an expectation. Yeah. I don't know. But I think that, one, if you don't communicate the expectation, then it's it's not real. <laughs> like, 
You can't I get there. I guess I just don't. You need to have it clear. Yeah. But, and I just feel the same way with a goal. Like, if you don't communicate a goal, like, you're never actually going to do it. Like, you need to get it out somehow so that you start to have actual vision. Which is where you real ask trajectory. for help to, like, hold you accountable. Yeah, exactly. And okay. I think that, it, especially with something like employment or, like, just the word success in general, I feel like it's pretty hard to get there on your own. I feel like you really do need help. That you need somebody, a mentor, or... <laughs> Overall, like, you you need people to help you out. You need others to really succeed in life. Unless your whole goal is to just live alone and that's your only expectation, which is really sad. But well, you do need to rely on others, I think. Happy. I, well, and I think it's a big problem just facing us in general that people will always need to rely on people, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you can accept that and kind of take the pride out of it and just... One, try to be of help and really ask for help and work together in kind of an interdependence-like state. Yeah. (laughs) Everything really will just get better and you will meet every one of your expectations that are realistic Mm -hmm. and were communicated and others will help you get there. Yeah. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how we go about asking for help when we have this kid because absolutely <laughs> we clearly don't know what we're doing no maybe that's not clear to other people no we don't know what but we're we doing. don't know what we'll we're make doing it clear now. um and i'm sure i know i don't really have a problem asking questions about things um i feel like i have a really Should i do yeah i feel like i have a really good base of people that i can go to in regards to like being pregnant and giving birth and like having a newborn and stuff like that. Like Mm -hmm. I can ask questions, but then when it comes to asking for help, like, Oh, Hey, would you mind coming over and like, I don't even know, like dropping off a dinner or something. Yeah. That'd be really hard. Like, I think that's a lot harder for me. I'd rather just get information from people (laughs) and, and like then do it on my own. So I guess that's where I struggle with asking for help is like, the actual act of, like, somebody else helping Asking. me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that as much. My biggest fear is that things have really shaken up in our Relief Society as of late. And it's hard to get to know people through COVID-19. And my biggest fear is that the Relief Society is going to, like, start assigning out meals. And we're all going to get, like, a ton of red meats or just meat in general that we can't actually eat. Yeah, that's my biggest fear, too. Yeah, and I really think it's going to happen. I do, too. But, I mean, we deal with it when we deal with it. And at least for now, your mom got us a ton of food storage. And we just need to uh, probably start making some freezer meals pretty soon. Yeah. But, anyway, I think with that, you know, going back to that just example with the people driving... And the wife says, pull over and ask directions, and the husband says no. I think it's the same thing. Ultimately, you guys have the same goal. You want to get to your destination. How you get there, listen, I'm directionally challenged. Trying to get to Moab. I drove all the way through Colorado once. I don't know how I managed to do that. But (laughs) you didn't. Not all the way through Colorado. I made it. You drove to Colorado Grand Junction. Yeah, I passed. I passed the state border and had to flip around. You didn't drive to like. I made it to Nebraska. I don't know what's on the other side of Colorado. 
I made it out there. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, you I didn't. Ended up in Moab. Yeah. A couple hours later than you thought. Yeah, in Grand Junction, Colorado, after two in the morning. Beautiful town, I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> coming about, yeah, having to swing the big old car around and making it there. Ultimately, we got there, which is great, and that was our journey. And whatever, me and Zach Smyer. <laughs> but yeah. in the end, I also just feel like when, you know, the car example is a great thing. That ultimately, you guys are going to have to make the decision yourself. You might have certain expectations of yourself and think that I should just be able to figure it out and get through the map. Or maybe it is time that you just need to finally cave in and ask for those directions and just find it because people really will want to help you and will be able to and will have really good hearts I think you can really trust that and that's hard to do for sure and I don't think you should just blindly trust anybody but with simple things and where people can see that you are really uncomfortable and you just want to get to you know that next spot I think people really are willing to help you out no matter what so just be brave it can be really hard but promise people want to help and they will and ultimately as long as you can make it to your destination you did it successfully doesn't really matter how long it took you to get there yeah yeah this is just making me realize that I think we have like a good idea of like expectations coming up Mm -hmm. for each other but I think we should probably sit down and like actually talk about them yeah I agree because a lot's gonna change here soon. <laughs> yep, whole dynamic. But anyway, um, well, we'll get doing that, and uh, we hope you guys do something similar. And so, um, I guess until next time, good night. I love you. Good night, love you too. <laughs>